All right, ladies, this is part three of seven in our testimony series. We are just going day by day. So if you have missed uh, parts one and two, jump back a couple of episodes and start there. Or you could just start here today too, but go back and listen to those ones. One of the most confusing things about coming to Christ after leaving the Mormon church has to do with terminology. And really just as a new believer in general, terminology can just be so confusing sometimes. So in this rapid fire, seven-part series, we are exploring the term testimony. We are comparing this with the five points of the testimony in the LDS church and what that means as a Christian so that we can move past some of this baggage that maybe we've brought with us and reform our brains and build our own testimony now as Christians. So in today's episode, we are looking at the second finger of the five essential parts of the LDS testimony glove, and we're going to test that against the Bible, reframe our brains a bit to just so that we can get on, uh, on a good path with God, with understanding Jesus and where we are at as Christians. So let's go ahead and jump in. We are going to be talking about the belief that Jesus Christ lives. He is the son of God and a very big word. He carried out the infinite atonement. Let me guess, the world keeps telling you you are enough. All on your own, you are enough. Well, I'm about to drop a truth bomb. On your own? You will never be enough. Wait, hold up. Okay, did I get your attention? I am Shelby Hosfield, and at times I was an ex-Mormon, agnostic, a Sunday Christian, and a New Age follower, but God had very different plans for me. The whole time I was living in a very big lie, that I was in charge somehow of my own enoughness and my works were going to save me and my life. Don't get me wrong, I am all about self-help and personal development, but as a born-again, fully transformed Christian, I learned there is the world's way and there is God's way. To quote C.S. Lewis, the more we get ourselves out of the way and let him take us over, the more truly ourselves we become. You are enough not because of what you have done, but because what he has done, and he lives through you. If you are ready for Bible truths, theology, and apologetics, and wisdom from His Word that will shape your life, your confidence, and yes, your feeling of enough, then friend, you are in the right place. This is Finding Faith Above. Okay, so we are going to be talking about a couple of very heavy-hitting concepts and big words in today's episode, and really just a, a giant, huge understanding of gospel in general. And again, we are on this Jesus journey after leaving the Mormon church, or even as just new believers. There is a lot of terminology that takes on a whole new meaning, and sometimes this can get super overwhelming. In fact, that's one of the words that I hear from you guys the most is that it's just overwhelming the amount that you have to learn and unlearn. So we're going to be looking at the second finger of the five essential parts of the LDS testimony glove. And it states that Jesus Christ lives, that he is the son of God, and that he carried out the infinite atonement. All right, so let's dive into this uh, from a Christian perspective. First off, yes, Jesus Christ lives. Yes, he does. <laughs> Without the resurrection, we have nothing. Death could not hold him down. Yes, he lives. Agreed. He is the son of God. Yes, but in a very different way than we were taught in Sunday school. Uh, since today is a mini episode, I want to invite you to go listen to episode number 70 
That's on the nature of Jesus and the Trinity, finally explained. Uh, also in the resource library, I have links to great videos to help you wrap your mind around how big our God is and that God is three in one. I'm not sure if I have ever heard it explained quite as well as C.S. Lewis does in Mere Christianity. If you have an opportunity to either listen to that book or go read it, oh, it's fantastic. Also, The Bible Project has a really great video to explain the Trinity a bit better as well. I totally invite you guys to go do that. You can also, like I said, check the link for the resource library in the show notes because it has all sorts of goodies that are really going to help you on your journey. So that takes us to the last part in this, that Jesus is carrying out the infinite atonement. Uh, yes. Okay. So this is just simply an observation. Um, make of it what you will. <laughs> but in the Mormon faith, I heard this word atonement a lot. The atonement is what Jesus did for us. Because of the atonement, we will be with our families again forever, someday. And that word, I just felt like just got thrown around so much. But call me crazy, I struggled with connecting with the concept and I never quite understood exactly what it meant. Um, I understood that that was, that was what gave us the ability to live with our families forever. But I didn't quite understand how it all worked or why. Um, this is just an observation. Um, but in the Christian faith, even though I know it is very much a Christian concept, the atonement, I almost never hear that word. Um, it's not something that people walk around saying very often. Um, in the Christian faith, we hear sacrifice. We hear the blood of Jesus. We hear the cross, taking on the sins of the world, the ultimate sacrifice that we stand blameless, without judgment. These are all things that we, we say a lot <laughs> in the Christian faith. We sing about it. We, we you know, praise Jesus about it. Uh, real quick, let's define what the word atonement actually means. Okay, so yes, I suppose I am somewhat on the AI train here now, but I use wonderful Grammarly um, and just asked it the question. And so this is what it told me about what the atonement is. So the atonement refers to the act of making amends for wrongdoing of sins, usually through some sort of um, some form of sacrifice or restitution. It is often associated with religious or spiritual beliefs and practices such as the Christian belief in Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross as a means of atoning for humanity's sins. The concept of atonement can also be applied more broadly to other areas of life, such as in relationships or social justice issues, where individuals or groups seek to make things right after causing harm or injustice. Okay. So that's, uh, that's our basic definition of what atonement means in a very general concept. And the big difference, I feel like, between what it meant in the LDS church as opposed to in Christian faith, the difference really comes down to where the atonement actually happened. In the Mormon faith, uh, we are very much taught that Jesus took on the sins of the people in the Garden of Gethsemane, and that is where he, he, you know, he got on his knees and he literally um, sweated blood, essentially over over dwelling over our sins. Um, and okay, so the Bible Project also has a really great series in their podcast. Um, where Tim Mackey talks a lot about the cup 
and taking taking on the cup. And this is something that is is brought about a lot in the Old Testament. And Jesus asks um, the Father to take this cup from me. And that that all does happen in the Garden of Gethsemane. But in the Christian faith, it is truly about the cross. That is where the true sacrifice happened. That is where Jesus became the lamb of the world. So, okay, this is going to be a little Bible lesson on the temple as well. I told you there was going to be some heavy hitters in today's episode. So we're going to talk a little bit about the temple also. (laughs) So for starters, God and sin cannot exist in the same place. Never could. In Jewish tradition, under the Jewish law, spelled out in the Old Testament, detailed in very huge detail. You want all the details, go to Leviticus. It's going to spell it all out for you. And how the Holy of Holies, in the center of the tabernacle, in the center of the permanent temple in Jerusalem, that is where the presence of God could actually be on earth. And... It had to go through, because God and sin cannot exist in the same place, it had to go through all of these different uh, things (laughs) to make it it clean enough for God to actually be able to reside there. So the purpose of the temple was to carry out sacrifices that were um, also spelled out in the Old Testament that the Jewish people had to do yearly in order to cleanse themselves of the sin so that they could be blameless. And that was the only time that they were able to truly be closest to God because then they would be forgiven for those sins because of the sacrifice that they they had to do each year. To free themselves of the sin, it had to be a blood sacrifice of the most perfect lamb that they had. Um, there were other animals, I believe it was doves, that were acceptable for, for people who could not afford the perfect lamb. There was lots of rules around this, um, but this allowed them to be close to God just for that very, very small amount of time before they went ahead and again sinned. They were actually not allowed in the Holy of Holies. A priest had interceded for them. Um, who that was also all spelled out exactly how that was to happen. And these sacrifices had to be done in a very special way. And only this blood sacrifice could cover their sin. Okay, so that was kind of the the preface of what all was happening. And and that was the requirement of the temple. That was the whole purpose of the temple. That's, That's why it was there. So then we have Jesus, literally God on earth the perfect lamb, the ultimate sacrifice. His sacrifice also had to be carried out in a very special way. His sacrifice was spoke about all over the Old Testament. It had to be carried out on the cross. So let's look at one very special chapter. I think this is just, oh my goodness, this is just so cool. So as Jesus hung on the cross, he called out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some question, why would he, why would he do that? Why would he call out to the father? Why would he ask that at that moment? And this is something that was so awesome for me to learn that he was actually reciting Psalm 22. Go read it. Go read the whole entirety of it. It is just so, it's like mind-blowingly awesome. I mean, really it is. Okay. So I'm just going to read some bits and pieces of it. Um, 
and then you can go read the whole thing. You should totally go read the whole thing. <laughs> but it starts out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? So you have to go read the whole chapter. But then in verses 16 through 18, it says this. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. Oh my goodness. Okay, so like he literally is talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. Like this, that's when he was saying this on the cross, I mean, he, he's reciting the psalm that is about him. It's just so cool. So the chapter ends with verse 31. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. And the last thing Jesus said on the cross was, it is finished. And I don't know if you guys know this, but then it in all the gospels, it talks about how the veil over the Holy of Holies was torn, rendering the sacrifice and the need for the temple obsolete because we now are blameless. When we accept Christ's sacrifice and surrender to God's will, we are the temple and Holy Spirit resides in us. Because of this sacrifice, Jesus stands in for our judgment and we are granted life. Because of the ultimate sacrifice, even though we are sinful people and we are a mess and we do not deserve it, God sees us as without sin. We can be with God and God with us. Remember I said that God and sin can't be in the same place, but we can be. We can be because he sees us as blameless. Yes, because of the atonement, the blood sacrifice of the lamb of the world on the cross. That is what the atonement means to a Christian. So I'm going to leave you with a few Bible verses to meditate on about the atonement, the sacrifice, the cross as a Christian, as God's children in Christ. So Isaiah 53, 5 through 6, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our inequities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him. And by his scourging, we are healed. All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the inequity of us all to fall on him. John 1.29 The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. 2 Corinthians 5.21 He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And lastly, 1 Peter 2.24, And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. Oh, I just love that one. I, I actually just got done reading 1 Peter in in its entirety. Oh, it's just so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. I, I love the Bible. I, I seriously can honestly say I just, I love the Bible. <laughs> okay. So after you are done listening today, I want you to go to funnyfaithabove.com slash get the resources. That's the link that I was talking about. It's also going to be in the show notes to the resource library, and it's going to have all sorts of fun, cool videos and awesome things for you guys to, um, 
just continue your journey. I mean, it really is just a, a cool way to be able to just dive into it. So again, this is day three of seven. This is uh, gonna just keep on going for the next few days. So make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss the next episodes. Grab your link to the resource library and share this with a friend so that they can follow along with us too. I also would love if you could, if you're enjoying this series, if you think that this is just something that could um, really help other people too. If you wanted to leave a five-star review, that really helps this get into the ears of other people, which is what this is all about. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Okay.